0: Hi, and welcome to Nick Flanagan Weekly, I hope you enjoy it. Hi, and welcome to Nick Flanagan Weekly, I hope you enjoy it. Don't you know that I am the guy who has the things to say? Don't you know that I am the one who's gonna if you come to the show he's gonna make you pay we all gotta make a buck in the business you can't get in for free we all gotta make a buck in the business so give that buck to me Hi, this is Nick. I'm Nick. This is Nick Flanagan Weekly. How are you? Lots going on these days! I have friends on tour, Nick from Islands. I should have Nick on this podcast. I've been meaning to forever, but it just hasn't been happening. And I'm one album behind with Islands, I believe, so I should check out their new album, too. Anyway, Islands are on tour. Check that out. I don't know. That's how I'm starting this podcast, is advertising my friend's band. Sue me! But lots of bands are canceling their tours, so good for Nick for not doing that. Hopefully he stays healthy. What a time. Anyway, if you have not listened to this podcast before, my name is Nick Flanagan. I have thoughts, I have feelings, I have beliefs, I have vibes, and this is the podcast where I throw them all out at you. And I like to joke around, and I like to talk about the things I do in the day, and I like to go on a rant that I immediately do not remember the contents of. So people write me and they go, I loved what you said. I hope it was good. Or they go, I don't agree with what you said. And it's like, I very well may also not agree. I don't know what it was and I refuse to listen to the podcast again because the sound of my own voice is kryptonite to me. It's been a while since I recorded. I think it's been like four or five days. What's um, been happening? Just sinking into the new, new world. That's kind of where it feels, right? Like, okay, COVID hit. New world begins. We're all at home. We're like, what's going on? What are these germs coming from? Everything's dicey few months in we're like okay this is still going god then a month later it's like well it's summer it doesn't seem that bad let's go out then it's like winter again we're like oh this is terrible and then that happens and then eventually they're like okay we're open everyone's sick of not being uh, uh, of not being allowed to go anywhere but their house so let's try this and now we're at this weird point where there are cases people are vaccinated Stuff still feels kind of weird. Things are still getting canceled. COVID's at a different vibe everywhere in the world. Different place, different proportions. It's all crazy. Anyway, I'm not here to keep going on about COVID. I'm just saying, like, now we're in a point where it's like, okay, I'm going to see my friends. I might even go in my friend's home. Okay, I'm going to go to this bar. I went to a bar on Monday. Not the inside. Well, I went inside Comedy Bar. I performed at Comedy Bar. A comedy set on the day of Canada's election. And it was a treat. Oh! I'm not doing that much comedy. Yet. This was just like my third show since things got lifted in like late July. I've been been here and there. But I'm not jumping in. But this was a 15-minute set in the big room at Comedy Bar really had fun. I mean, I did. It felt great. My little partner came with me, and she was supportive. Although we were sitting at the bar in Comedy Bar, in front of this glass partition, and it was this moment, if you've ever been to Comedy Bar, the iconic Toronto venue. A lot of history in those walls. Anyway. There's two rooms at Comedy Bar. There's the small room and there's the big room. They do two shows in each room a night, sometimes three. And this was some point where basically four shows were intersecting. People were coming to go to one show. People were leaving one show. People were coming to the other show. People were leaving the other room's show. It's too packed. We're there trying to enjoy our alcohol murderous beverage. We should have prohibition again. Just kidding, I I don't know. I was in the mood to not like drunks just then, so that, that was my vibe, but now I'm over it. Just surrounded by people, and you're kinda like, this is weird. I mean, they were honoring their capacity, I'm sure, but it just was one of those things where, internally, it was difficult for us to feel fully comfortable surrounded by that many people. And I will be honest, I I felt that way pre-pandemic as well. So I'm a bad gauge for all of this. I I am part of a demographic that maybe was ready for a reduction in activity and people that are legally allowed to surround you. I might have been ready for that. I'm not saying it's good it happened, I'm just saying it's kind of a be careful what you wish for situation. And I don't think my wishes manifest as real life, but I don't not think that because it's not proven. Anyway, I had a great time doing a show and afterwards went to a friend's bar in my neighborhood sat on outside on some nice chairs and it felt somewhat normal and that was really nice that's all and then the night, the day before that I had to go somewhere probably picking up a video game because I've been on a bad video game buying tip even though these are minuscule amounts of money I'm spending it still feels like I'm filling a void that can never be fully filled can you fill a void if you know the answer to that please write weeklypodcast at gmail.com w-e-a-k-l-y podcast at gmail.com anyway and I walked along this hip strip Dundas Street became, it was hip, became hip at some point. Dundas and Ossington, an area I pretty much grew up in. Let me tell you, it wasn't cool back then. I'll tell you exactly what happened back then. You had to worry about predators. But there were some good arcade games in various convenience stores circling the area. So that was a plus. And I got piano lessons. So there were amenities such as piano lessons in the area. Anyway I'm walking along and I haven't done that in a while, walked along that street on like a Sunday. And I was just reacquainting myself with the outside world. And I even passed a patio and I saw my friend. And I was like, hey, how are you? Oh and you're with some new people. Hello people. told me that we would be doing this last year I would have said get out of town I better save my money get a little nest egg for the return to to normal ish ish but no I just did fear-based streaming service subscription I've got pretty much every streaming service now so if you want the passport Password, if and if you want a vaccine passport, wink. Email the podcast address I gave you earlier. So, reacclimating into society, perhaps just in time for the winter when things might get all dicey do again. But living in the moment. What do you think of that? I have another show on Monday, I can't wait. And more shows, I can just feel it. More shows await me. Ugh! I'm telling you, the amount that I need to be out performing live, I would forgotten. And I feel like I'm in a long thawing out period. You ever try to thaw a thick slab of meat in the microwave? You know how long that takes? The hydro cost is extreme, because the electricity you're using is massive. So I'm a big slab of meat thawing out right now. And thank you for experiencing the thaw. You don't have to eat the meat. You might be vegetarian. In fact, I'd rather you didn't. I'd rather keep existing as a piece of meat. still very hurt by the passing of Norm Macdonald. I didn't even know if I explained it in the last episode, but it, it, uh, this is someone who has been a presence in first of all, instrumental in the shaping of my entire love of comedy. Secondly, I had, like, bizarre run-ins or near run-ins with him at, like, pivotal points in my life. And those were always really appreciated. So there is a certain element of, oh, imagine if this had happened or that happened, I would have, you know, gotten a, a closer view of this uh, person I, I, uh, whose comedy I uh, respected so much and enjoyed so much. And I was listening to Nor- uh, Conan O'Brien's tribute some of it at least, uh, the excerpts of it that are online, on YouTube, that is. I was listening to these, uh, this tribute podcast that he did, and Conan was, he really nailed something, I think, that people weren't really able to perfectly explain what was so good about him and his comedy and why he could do it the way he did and it was so specific. people who specifically got it, most, if, I don't think they were relishing in it being, they were maybe, re- it was enjoyable how trolly he was, Well, still exuding something human, very human. He was blunt and harsh and, re- and ridiculous, which was one of his favorite words, well staying, uh, there, there's gentility. And I don't feel like I'm doing it justice exactly because we're not even getting into the uh, comic timing or whatever. I mean, if I were just to give a quick description, it would be he had a slyness that made him very funny. And a vocabulary. So many things. And it only increased in hilarity with age and that is great but what is interesting to me is that he has elements of a fan base and i have been part of the norm mcdonald fan base for almost 30 years like probably since 1995 1996 97 maybe a little later but there was a website called fakenews.net, and I was on the ground floor as part of that. There are guys I remember from way back then who maybe I'm not still in touch with them, but we could easily be in touch and be like, hey man, what's up? Hi, Steve. There were two guys named Steve. Neither of them knows which one I'm saying hi to there. But, um, and those guys were very supportive when I started doing comedy. And that was what people don't totally understand, I think, about that era in the early 2000s. There were a lot of comedy websites where people were fans of one comedian, and there would be comedians who were also fans of that comedian, and it was a friendly enough environment that you could sort of show your comedy to these communities. And a lot of the time, they would be very supportive. I met people at my shows. Uh, I you know, there was a guy named Jared Sales who uh, wound up being a big part of the comedy scene in Toronto, uh, and I knew him from this a special thing comedy board. Anyway, I'm I'm getting so that was the positive aspect of the fan base, and there's still the majority of people who like Donald McDonald are the greatest people in the world. But what I've noticed is because. His comedy was sort of cryptic, in a sense, or what's that word, a cipher? It was sort of, it wasn't what you made it to be, but there was so much sarcasm that I think people read into the morals behind the sarcasm. I really hope this is worth listening to for people, because I'm just going on about anyway my point is that there's a compilation of all of these parts in his most recent video podcast from a five or six years ago uh where he's accusing he's basically telling his guests that his co-host is a holocaust denier but in explaining the holocaust denier thing his co-host is Jewish Adam Eget manager of the comedy bar store and uh Definitely not Holocaust denier. Norm would bring up all of the talking points that Holocaust deniers did. He'd be like, he keeps talking about how the planes above uh, Birkenau would take pictures of the, and the chimneys were not even attached to the <laughs> buildings. But, and then the comments is all these people being like, yeah, Norm's one of us. Yeah, right. he obviously knows all the Holocaust uh, denial points. <laughs> And it's like, and then someone, you know, you might think it's Uber trolling, right? People are actually writing that to bother the people reading it. But the, some of these dudes would be like, "No, like you have to read about this. You have to read David Irving, who is like a disgraced historian, who we talk about for a minute in uh, my interview with Devin Burkhardt in an earlier episode." And I'm just reading this, and people are talking about. This other thing that happened on Twitter where women were talking about, you know, not great experiences they had with Norm McDonald, which I don't understand beyond the idea of getting attention to it why you would post that the day somebody died. I really can't wrap my head around the sort of hand to keyboard thought process, but I am Canadian. And internal don't do this button a pragmatism anyway people got really mad they were like you can't prove this you don't know obviously they got mad i mean what are you gonna do you can't post this on but post this on the day this happened but there's a lot more likelihood that's true than that he was a holocaust (laughs) liar. And I think it's more offensive that these people are trying to pin the Holocaust denier on <laughs> a person can now not say whether or not they are. So I thought that was interesting that, you know, people are very quick to try to include him because he was that funny, because he was that provocative at times and annoying in his in a way I love. And That's the scariest thing about doing this stuff. Is you have people who will take some of the arguments or ideas that you present, and then next thing you know, John Lennon's getting shot, and someone has your comedy album in their um, on their eight-track deck in their car. My point is, but you can't control. Horrible people who like what we do. And then I saw there was a person who wrote about how Norm was the first, you know, was a Christian comedian. And it was like a Catholic guy. He wrote this in the New York Times. Was like, Norm never said he was Catholic, but he said this and he said that. And it's like, he's dead. You know, celebrate that he was spiritual and I guess believed in the Christian God, but everyone's trying to claim somebody. I will claim Norm Macdonald is Canadian. How about that? Can't take that away from me. Wow, I talked a lot about Norm Macdonald right now, but he deserves it. I'm just hoping my life improves. I need to not just thaw my social brain, I need to thaw the creative brain. And because that's why I'm playing a lot of early two thousands video games on Xbox right now. I think that the more I play video games, the more creative I will be once I'm finished playing all the video games in about 10 to 15, 20 years. I'll be a creative force. And hopefully you'll be with me on that journey. You know how I know my creative spirit is about to be unlocked in uh, a more inner door within my creative spirit? Several of the doors have been opened. Now the smallest door is the last one that needs to be opened. My salt lamp is glimmering more strongly with each passing day. Now, when that salt lamp blows up, I'll know that I can write the greatest novel in history. And you'll be the first to hear about it here on uh, Nick Flanagan Weekly. Thank you for listening. I talked a lot about Norm MacDonald. I hope you're okay with that. I would like to tell you that I am on Twitter and Instagram and all those things. Look up my name, Nick Flanagan. Podcast name, Nick Flanagan Weekly. If you'd like to support, ko com slash Nick Flanagan is great. The link will be in the description. I have a couple comedy albums. You can look those up. Some bands I was in. Check those out. Take care of yourself. Do some... Burpees. Don't be afraid to clutch your favorite stuffed animal tight and go to bed tonight. There's no shame in that. You know what? There's also no shame when you go to the supermarket. If you see marshmallows and you're like, you know, I miss marshmallows. Buy the marshmallows! Buy the schmallows. Don't let them tell you it's for children. Don't let them tell you it's made of... Worse. It is natural. Thanks, everybody. Have a great night. Good day. Nick oh, Flanagan. Oh, Weekly. Oh, man. Nick Flanagan.